Hello everyone, this is Inside the Tribe. We talk here about moving to another country, integration, challenges, fun and experiences while living in different culture. Today my guest is Gisela. Hi Gisela. Hi Masha, thank you for inviting me. How are you doing today? Good, thank you. The day is beautiful so I'm happy. <laughs> Looking forward to have a discussion with you. You shared a bit of your story with me. The first move for you was from Chile to Germany. Can you share it? How was it? I think it's so different for me, the culture and countries. How was that move for you? So that was back to 2003. I was 24 and very in love of a man I met during my pharmacy studies in Chile. I'm from Chile, from the south of Chile, a city called Concepcion. I was studying there and I got in love and he was a bit older than me. So, and he wanted to do a PhD. So he started to look for a country and he got an offer from Germany, from the south of Germany, from Mannheim. So I decided to interrupt my pharmacy studies after almost four or five years of studying and move with him. So it was a, a strong decision that I took at that moment, but I was absolutely sure that that was what I wanted to do. And when we arrived to Germany, we luckily have help from people that was working with my husband. They got an apartment for us. It was an old apartment with like six, with furniture from the 60s and sheets from the hospital. <laughs> But we had everything and a roof and it was easy to do. We didn't have to look for nothing. And of course, I just had my mother language and... English. So I immediately joined in into this uh, Volkhochschule that is also here in Switzerland. And I started to study German because I realized that was the only way for me to move forward. Okay. So lucky that I got an invitation from the University of Heidelberg to continue my pharmacy studies from the second semester. So I had to study everything again in a new language. And then I finished. 2009, I did my practical year for pharmacists. We moved from the south of Germany to the north of Germany. And after a year, I finished. Finally, after almost 10 years of studying pharmacy, <laughs> finished. And I decided to join PhD study because I had an opportunity. For me, it sounds that you had absolutely clear vision how it will be and you were ready to give up your study were you sure you could continue in Germany I wasn't sure at all I just was sure that I was super in love and I really wanted to be with this person and at the beginning we were just going for three years that was the duration of his PhD mm -hmm. so for me at the beginning I thought okay I will go three years with him I will help him out. I will learn the language. Maybe I can do some maybe sitting. And then I will come back to Chile to go to finish my studies. Was it helpful for you to think that it's only the short term? Yes, absolutely. Because I wasn't leaving my family and friends. It was just a short term, an adventure, if you wanted. Mm -hmm. Just a short time. So I was not leaving really my life, all my life behind. It was just for a while to help him out. I wanted to help him and I was in love. As soon I realized I was missing my studies and to have money because we have really little money when we went to Germany. We had something like 900 euros a month. Okay. <laughs> when I was studying German, I was also starting to 
I had a friend in Heidelberg from Chile, so I asked him, can I please clean your house, <laughs> the house of the neighbor? Then when I learned a little bit more of German, I was working in a restaurant, in two different restaurants. I did Spanish classes at the Volkhochschule myself. So I was really trying to earn some money while I was studying to improve a little bit our economical situation. But wow, congrats. I mean, many people have troubles if they come to another country to put their expectations on work and what they do, saying, I want right away be at the same level I'm in my country, you know. So they refuse, like taking little opportunities just to earn or to get experience or just to get into the country. I understand that too. But at that point, I was really, really young. I, for me, 24 was, I don't know, I was really young and had a lot of energy. And I wasn't thinking much. I just went what my heart was telling me. I really wanted to work and I knew it, this will be hard. Okay. And I knew we will have very little money. So although our apartment was super little and not nice, I was really happy with it because I thought it would be really even worse. <laughs> so for me, everything was a plus. And in Chile, we are very conservative. My family is that, at least. It was the first time for me to move in away from my family. So I was really happy to be independent. Okay. I have more independence as a married woman in Germany than with my parents in Chile. <laughs> okay. What means conservative family in Chile? It means that when I was 18, 24 years old, lots of people were, for example, you should not have sex before you are married. It means you have to make a good schedule that you study, you go to university, and then you marry and have children. So the schedule is there... Okay. Yes, the stereotypes. It also means that women try to live with their husbands their whole life, although they are not happy and very conservative. I think now it has changed a lot, a lot, a lot. But when I was 18 and 24, when we moved, it was still conservative. And my parents are, of course, still conservative. How was and it for them that you moved? Did they share with you? I know it was hard. It was really hard because um, my sister already was far away. My older sister, I have also a younger brother. And my brother was still there, but uh, at that time he was 17, 18, and he was doing lots of trouble. <laughs> my mom always could share her feelings with me. I was her right hand. I okay. was her good daughter, you know, <laughs> the one not in problems. <laughs> The one what, that was helping us. And also my husband for her was a lot of help. So she really missed us a lot. I think she even got into a little depression after we went because it's family, you know? Yeah. We also, being now parents, don't think that our kids will move somewhere, right? Absolutely. <laughs> it's so difficult. But I'm aware of that. I try to think in an open way. Of course, it can happen. You see, children are just borrowed for a while. They have to fly away. Yeah, That's they are born not for us, right? Exactly. Borrowed for a while. And I try to do my best as a mom. Difficult, of course. <laughs> Feels like a um, very emotional topic for you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> do you visit often your family in Chile? Uh, normally, we go for a visit uh, once a year. 
for three weeks at least. We go to my parents, to my mother-in-law uh, in summer. So we go between December and February. It's summer in Chile and it's really, really nice. And yeah, I have beautiful memories from summers in Chile with my family, talking about everything. Yeah, super nice. Visiting my old friends. There, We still are in touch all the time. Now with WhatsApp and Zoom and everything, it's really easy to, to contact them. Yeah. We are really good connected. Yeah. If I would ask you to tell in some words, what is Chile? Impressions, if you would see. Um, I will have to say several words, I guess. Sure, sure. For me, it means sun, cows, of course, <laughs> funny, creativity, delicious food, music, Latin music, friends, love. Nice picture if you put that together like a puzzle, right? Yeah, it sounds like summer. I know it's difficult also to live there. The conditions are much tougher than Germany or Switzerland. So it's harder. But it's, of course, also beautiful yeah. as it is. Um, returning to your story, when you finished your PhD, were you thinking that you would then return back to Chile? Or it was already another thought that you moved somewhere else? No, when I finished my PhD, my husband wanted to go to a professorship in, back to Chile. He wanted to, to try it. He tried for a while, for one year, in, the, in a university in Chile. And we went together. We didn't have children. And uh, soon I realized my CV wasn't enough to get a position in a university of Chile. I will need a postdoc, definitely and to make more of a career, to win grants and so on. I also realized I had to recognize my pharmacy title in Chile. I thought that would be super easy, like coming from one of the best universities in the world, studying pharmacy, that yeah. will get a clause in Chile, and it wasn't at all like that. Okay. I had to go through a very difficult, I don't know, it was lots of papers, bureaucracy, to try to recognize my title. And after 500 uh, or 600 francs and lots of time, I got the, uh, the answer that it had to do with uh, 12 exams that it had to pass oh my to get God. my time recognized. Yeah, that was really hard. I found that so unfair. And it's just because there is no agreement between uh, Chile and Germany to recognize the titles. At that oh. time, I also started to plan a family so I decided to we got again a very good offer from Germany for a stable position for me and for my husband to work together so that was a dream for us <laughs> um, that's why we decided to come back to Germany because I wanted to start a family I needed money and my CV wasn't enough at the time for for Chile to get a position in the university is super hard uh, there is lots of competence and there is no much universities there Plus, you don't earn much money. So I wanted some stability and I, we decided to come back to Germany. It should be a bit frustrating. I mean, I would be frustrated. You work so hard and you study so long and it's just not possible to recognize the diploma. Yeah, it was, that was really hard for me when I came back to Chile. Because after I successfully finished my PhD with lots of bravos, great, well done, I had nothing. I couldn't even work as a pharmacist because my title wasn't recognized. The PhD was not enough to work in a university. I needed more experience as a postdoc. So it was really, really, really hard. You have a kind of 
the adverse situation, you know, you you went to Europe and got diploma at a really good university, but it's not recognizable at home. I think many people who move have related, but the opposite situation when they have a good education in their country and it's not recognizable in the place where they move to. So with lots of years of experience, like being, for example, a really good doctor in your country, you need to study again, you need to work as a nurse while in your country you can be the head of department in hospital or something. So I think it can bring really mixed feelings and lots of frustration to people that they need to start everything from the beginning, though they're great yeah. specialists. Yeah. That definitely brings you down, really down, because I always thought of myself, uh, oh, great, I'm a pharmacist, I'm a PhD and then suddenly Chile was nothing. I mean, I had my doctor title, but I couldn't work really much with that. So I came back to myself. Who am I? What can I do? Yes, yes, that makes you think a lot. You become also more empathetic with people that had that have a hard life, yeah. especially in Chile. And that's why I think I'm open and I talk to everybody. I always talk to the cleaning ladies, for example when I see them working, because I have been also in that position. Yeah. And I know how hard it is when you don't speak the language in a country. And although you are maybe super smart, if you don't speak the language, that's super difficult. You have to move forward. And luckily, I, when I went to Germany, I had my parents that support me and I could learn German. I didn't have children. I had the time. But I can also absolutely understand people that are older than me, that never went to university. They don't, they don't know how to study, for example. That is super hard for them to just integrate, to learn the language. And if they have children, small children, that's even more difficult. Plus, you are alone. You don't have your families surrounding you, your support, your moral support. That's really, really hard when you move. Hmm? Yeah. It's not easy. To, to move lots of people think oh great they came here here they have everything but not that's not true you don't have everything it's really hard yeah that's true in germany as i heard and also in switzerland there are many organizations who try to help people for example if they're qualified really highly qualified in their country and they come and uh, cannot find their place here or they helping to go through procedure like recognizing diplomas or education they had yeah and for all um, I think everybody appreciates a lot when you come to a country that people are friendly um, I have a good experience here in, in Basel most of people I have met they are super friendly and try to help you out they're not really open to make a friendship but at least they they are very educated and I don't feel it's an aggressive environment at all I feel accepted mm-hmm yeah, but nevertheless, it's, it's not your home country, of course. What is the most that means? I'm, I understand family, but is there something specific that you miss in Chile? I miss to feel at home. I think that's the hardest, hardest thing for, a, for an expat. At one point in your new country, to feel at home. To feel that you have friends, that you have some kind of rules, that you understand somehow the system, that you like it, that you have friends, that you feel integrated, hmm? to feel home a little bit. What would help you to feel home more? Time, 
and hard work to really try to, for example, to, to recognize your title, to try to get back on your life, to be able to rethink yourself if that's not possible. What can you do? What do you like? To, to really try to integrate and, of course, uh, learn the language and understand the system and to respect the system too. Hmm? Not be against that, to try to help. It can be a hard moment if you come in the system or how everything works. It's different from where you were, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But you know it, at least I knew it from before, that Germany or Switzerland are very different than my country. Yeah. But we were also open to, to accept that and not fight against that, but rather to learn, to integrate. Hmm? There is a lot of things uh, to learn. For example, the, the first thing that comes to my mind is the recycling system. <laughs> of course. Yeah. When I Chile, we just have one type of garbage. Horrible. <laughs> so now I learn you can do many different types and that's so good for our environment. I really appreciate it. I felt absolutely guilty when I come back to, to Chile for holidays. There are, I don't know now, like three kinds of trash. Paper, glass, and everything At else. At least it develops, look. Yeah, but I, I, I still feel guilty when I put my trash in there and I don't separate because it's not good for the environment. Yeah. And I'm so used to do it that I think it's not good. I would like to change it. <laughs> so also when, when you move and you come back to your country, you, you are also in a position where you're at home, but you have changed a little bit. So you have to also reintegrate in your own country. <laughs> yeah. I feel that so, I need a bit to switch back every time I go home. Exactly. Yeah. When I come back to Chile the first days, I feel completely overload, overload with the sounds and the music. It's really loud. Okay. People speak really loud. And the first days, I'm like really over overwhelmed with that. And then at some point, my brain starts to put enough some sounds, I guess, and I get my calm again. But the beginning is like, poof. Lots of information and lots of light because we, we are here in winter and then we go summer. It's like lots <laughs> of everything. A big switch. <laughs> yeah, it's a big switch. And I think after four or five days, I'm again, okay. I'm back. <laughs> At the beginning, I'm back, exactly. Of... Yeah, for me, when I'm back to Moscow, it's a switch in speed and tempo. So I need, I don't know, half a day. I walk faster, you know, like in subway. So you mean it's slower here and over there? No, there it's it's much much faster. You know, money, time is money, and everybody is rushing and working and deciding fast. And for example, if you live in Moscow, you don't meet people sometimes. What you do with your friends, you ask them. Should we cross? So you work somewhere, they work somewhere, and you cross for 15 minutes coffee. Like, okay, my life, updates, tuck, tuck, tuck. Your life, updates, tuck, tuck, tuck. Go. So you find these gaps somewhere in between to still meet people. But it's kind of speed dating. It's like speed friendship or something sometimes, wow. it feels like. And if you're in Moscow you and you will walk as you walk here in the street in Switzerland, you will be hit by everyone because everybody's rushing, everybody's running. You will also need to get used, for example, to another speed that other people will decide something. 
because in Moscow, it's everything urgent. It's everything had to be ready yesterday. You can push people and it's normal. Like, where is that? I need it now. And here, first of all, to reach people, sometimes it's different. Like it's rude to call during the lunchtime to anyone. And for example, on the weekend, it's family time. You don't call usually or you don't bother people much. Of course, Sunday, quiet time, you know, in Switzerland, there's nothing working. It's rude to ask something like push for any offer if you're business wise or something. It's really it's a family day. Everybody polite to that question. In Moscow, everything working 24 hours, um, all shops. And for me, first, it was a big change like demand. People want to spend money and buy something and you just don't open the shops. So we had a big discussion with my husband that, yes, people also want to have, <laughs> you know, quiet time and they don't want to work. I'm like, make it in shifts. But I think it's very, you just need to use to that. Yeah. And enjoy this quiet day on Sunday. I had the same surprise when coming from Chile. Everybody was working 24-7. You can also get, you can always get something yeah. late at night. No matter, there is always something open. And it happens to me several times in Germany that somehow it was a holiday. I had no idea, <laughs> of course, and everything is closed. Yeah. And that was a surprise for me. I couldn't understand that. The supermarkets sometimes in Chile, they close at 10 p.m. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course, people, the poor people working there, they don't have life, really. Yeah. But since I wasn't working there, I had no idea. I never thought like that. I, I prefer the, the German or, or the Swiss way. Because uh, everybody needs to have a life, of course. Yeah. But for example, if you look on um, different services, like something is broken at your home. And if you call for the specialist, he would come during the working time. And if you work, when do you have this time to repair something? So they will say we work from 10 to 4 and you do whatever you want. That's also wow. something different from Russia, for example. Yeah. And Chile, too. Yeah, true. Difficult regarding that. Yeah, in Chile, they can also come on Sunday. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Anytime. Also, in terms of, for example, restaurants, I remember when I was still in Moscow and traveling, we were in Paris and we were hungry around, I don't know, half 11 in the evening. We just was trying to find any food outside in restaurants. And they were saying, no, kitchen is closed at nine or like, I don't know, half 10. There's only bar. So in Paris, we finished up to eat kebab because they're working. <laughs> yes. And it's so strange for me in Moscow. You can eat the whole night out and you can wake up at three in the morning and decide that you need a new book. And of course, it will not be in every shop, but you can find that. It's different. It's, it's this much different culture. Yeah. I was thinking, they say that after the nostalgia like a homesick, comes usually after three years you live abroad. Was there a moment where you felt really, really that you want to go back? I mean, I always felt a little bit homesick. I was always thinking to go back at least the first five years. That was in my mind. It, it, no doubt that I was coming back. So it was still this temporary mode. Yeah, but then I started to realize hmm, how hard it will be. And then we definitely, when we definitely come back after, I don't know, 15 years, it was really hard. Now I still think it may be possible to come back. I don't know how hard it will be, but it will be hard, definitely. 
as you say, it's a different culture, different reasons. Everything is different. It's planet Earth still, but yeah. <laughs> much different, a different way of living. In Chile also, since there is so much light, it, you work until really late. And mothers and parents, usually they don't, they don't share a lot with their children, which is really sad. Yeah. But that's how people do it. In Switzerland, there is a lot uh, tendency grow that people work part-time. Is in Chile, it's also popular or? It's not popular because it depends on your income. Mm. Chile, depending on your background, the family you come from, you can live really, really well, so good as in Switzerland. Or you can live in the same city, really bad like a poor country in Africa. So there is a lot of inequality. Mm -hmm. If you, as a, as a woman, are married to a rich husband, or not rich, but with a very good job, then maybe you would like to stay at home with your children, and it's possible. But for normal people, let's say someone that works in, the, in a shopping mall, And someone that makes that is a teacher in a school, mm -hmm. they both have to work 100% because otherwise you will not make it at the end of the month. Yeah. It's not about what they want, but what they have to do to survive. You reminded me mentioning the teacher. As a child, I was living in Germany for several years and uh, we lived in closed little cities, military. And my mom was a teacher. And once she was, it was in 90s, she went to the shop of fur coats in Germany. She went there and was just looking around nice fur, you know, Russians, we love the fur coats. And then the uh, shop manager came and said like, oh, you, and she spoke German. So would you like to try and buy something? You're looking for something. And she was like saying in German, no, um, thank you. I'm a teacher meaning that she cannot buy it. And he said like, yeah, yeah, but you're a teacher. She's like, no, I'm Russian teacher. Yes. So sometimes it's really harsh to see the levels of, for example, such positions as teachers or doctors that they love their job and they're putting also their soul and heart into that. It's very important professions, you know, they, yeah, they care about us and yes. It's a very important job. In Chile, they're really bad paid, really bad. I think that's not good. <laughs> they should earn much more, much, much more. It's so important, so important to have people that are teachers, that are intelligent and really willing to do their job and not super stressed. I think that's not right, that they cannot make a, a good life. It's like that still in Chile. Teachers don't earn good. Yeah. I think if you are a medical doctor or a lawyer in Chile you can earn really good or if you have come from a family with lots of money and you can invest and you have a big business then you will also have money but other professions are difficult you will just make enough to come at the end of the month mm -hmm. you cannot have much children <laughs> because it's expensive and you have to pay for everything you have to pay for the school for the university It's not it's uh, free. No, it's not free. Mm -hmm. the, there are some kind of schools that are free, free from the government, but they are really bad. 
and everybody that can afford with lots of efforts, a private one, they will do it. Because you know that with that, the chances they have a better job in the future. So you, they, people really try to pay something private. Thank you, Kizev, for sharing today such a new information for me, at least, about Chile and about culture, and also sharing a very private story of, I would say, success. Would you see it as a story of success, the story of your move? Yes, yes. It's a story of uh, lots of efforts, of success, and lots of challenges, still with lots of challenges. Hmm? Yeah. The story is not finished. <laughs> I wish you a good luck in your future integration and feeling, finding this feeling of home that you mentioned you want. Would you give several tips for our listeners and for people who think to move to another country? What they need to be aware of? The first thing they need to be aware is that they will be always buying to their country really hard. Maybe they don't know it. But it is like that. We are humans. We are social beings. And what we are at certain point of our life is also our environment. That's why moving is so hard. And if you have grown up in a country and then you move to another one, after you are 20, it will be really difficult. And you change. You need to work hard really hard and try to make connections, friends, and think positive. Thank you, Giselle. Thank you, Masha, for inviting me. Thank you, everyone. That was Inside the Tribe, and we hear us in two weeks. Bye-bye.